Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And this is Chris Madison. So what's been happening this week? Usual breakages, misery, mileage. Um, had a bit of um, shenanigan with DAF over APU and air dryer. They claim that you can't buy an APU as one piece anymore. You have to have air and electric separate. But huge amounts of money per chunk. Anyway, no Brems, a genuine kit from HSA taking Osset for right side of 300 quid with a cartridge fitted as well, so that's that one sorted. The ongoing ECAS lunatic rear suspension saga rumbles on because nobody seems to have a computer that will talk to my wagon, so we can calibrate both sides. So, if you replace an ECAS valve at the back, what you get is independent raise and lower, which is marvellous. So, I've I've got a nice spangly new ECAS valve on that's disconnected and I'm running on one still. Oh. Um, quick look round last weekend, a bit of playing my anti-roll bar bushes at the back and the drag link ends a bit loose, so I've, I've been out and got anti-roll bar bushes and a drag link to bob on this week at some point, because despite not being able to get anybody brave enough to go near an MOT pit, I'd rather keep it all tickety-boo for the day when they do. A good shape. You never know, we might be surprised. And in a moment of internet-based, late-night, beer-soaked madness, I thought I justified that I've worked hideously hard for 13 weeks. <laughs> so I'm having a pointless treat in lieu of going to any shows. I thought, I'm not going to Aston, so I'm not spending any money. So I finally succumbed and bought myself a silly steering wheel. So a silly steering wheel? Me. Your truck had an aftermarket wheel in it anyway. Did it it did, but I've worn it out all all the leather's knackered. It's uh, it's got aftermarket insulation tape around it now, which is mm. lovely. What have you got now then? A three-spoke white job, and I'm, uh, oh, one, I'm of just the, on my... one of the ones like from the 1950s retro-style type wheel. Aye, I'm just on now with uh, buying some second-hand dashboard panels to fit in where we've not wrapped in that Alcantara stuff. We're going to paint, so I'm going to paint the steering column covers um, and the bits that are currently pretend wood I'm gonna I'm gonna replace those with some painted sort of cream coloured uh, plastics. Well hey, that's good. Shame because I'm bored. Yeah, well shame about the complications with the daft parts and stuff like that. I do remember like I think I said last week when I bought the APU from Lothian Daft, mm. they said I got that was the last one in the system. Um and they couldn't locate any more after that, so Yeah, it's a standard no brems. Mm-hmm. It's it's no it's no mither, it's just daft of chosen yeah, to make just it more awkward Sorry. anyway having said that we did speak last week about that daf cf demonstrator truck Aye. and we did make progress on that i've now got that truck booked in for a week now when is that from again looking at the trusty wall planner i've got that truck from friday the 17th of july and i think i'm going to work it for mark Oliver. for a week yeah. they said they would be able to keep us going so i can then go and get the truck to you on the Saturday, but we might have to do the same arrangement where you're going to have to go and deliver me back to Newcastle or something. Ah, marvellous. Maybe. That's all, that's the only way I can think to work that work that mm-hmm. out that way, but I'm quite... I'm personally delighted that I've got a, a truck in the diary. Um, nothing, obviously, a, four, a 480 CF is actually... Well, the CF's rarer in tractor unit form than the XF is these days with it. The, the trend for upsizing trucks, you know, you've got a lot of guys in bulk haulage and stuff where you'd often be looking to maximise the payload, but they're going for the bigger the bigger cab, so I'm quite 
Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. I'd be looking forward to, to driving anything really, but I quite like the I quite like the thought of the CF. I've not had a good run running one of them for a long time, and it'll be good for you because you'll be able to have a, a direct comparison as to how all the little tweaks in the cab, you know, because it's the same yeah. shell, but it's had a lot of updates during that time. So yeah, happy, exciting days. Um, I'm off to mm-hmm. I'm off to Germany next week. Oh, aye. Uh, yeah. I'm leaving the country. <laughs> Business or pleasure? Uh, very much pleasure, I hope. Yeah, I'm flying out from Heathrow on Friday um, and then coming back and on the Sunday, and then I'm supposedly going to self isolate for two weeks, but I'm flying back into Heathrow and then driving back to Scotland, and nobody seems to know what the deal is with that because they're dealing with different authorities and things. Yeah. So, who knows? But anyway, I'm just going to have to go and go for it anyway. I can just edit the magazine from home. I did. I've been in the office this week as well because I'd had absolutely had enough of sitting in the house for nearly 12 weeks so I called up Alistair from Transport News and we're the only two people in the office so I've been sitting at one side and he's been at the other and I tell you what, what a difference that's made to us being able yeah. to, having a reason to set my alarm in the morning to get up and by the time I've driven there I've woken up and I've been so much more productive in getting the magazine done and organising things over the past week. Yeah. So I'm really <clears throat> being able to come home at night as well and just yeah feel a bit fresher. I've been out running twice as well. Yeah, he's telling the truth because he was pestering me at nine o'clock this morning to come and do this, which is unheard of because he's been sleeping until about three and an afternoon for the past three months. <laughs> so yeah, I think we might have turned the corner. Oh, just yeah, just to be back and doing some organisation. With the magazine, because I've nearly got this one finished off, which is a good issue. The one after this, we're putting an extra 16 pages in it, um, all based around sort of uh, retro trucks, sort of your 1980s onwards stuff, because with um, the closure of Classic Truck magazine, um, I've decided to go and give uh, all the readers, potential readers, some extra old-school truck content without being to the detriment of any of the awesome new stuff that we've got in the magazine as well, so I'm quite excited and pleased about that it's all green lights at the end of the tunnel we have got Tipex and Tankex has been booked back in for next year, Uh, it's the first weekend in June which is a bank holiday weekend uh, before it I think yeah, May Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all... Oh, no, Spring spring Bank, that one, isn't it? Other end of May. Yeah, it's one at the end of May um, and then the following week that is all on the same as it was the last time and because I was getting asked by the organisers and my boss saying, do you think you'd be able to, do you think you'll be okay with that? And I said, if we'd run that in 2019, we had some incredible trucks coming to that. And we also, I mean, we were, I was getting to the point where I was getting worried I was going to have to turn them away. And they were all incredible tippers and tankers, new, you know, new trucks, old trucks. So I'm quite excited for that. The other show news is Truckfest Scotland's been, well, some of the Truckfest dates have been moved and a couple have been deleted. The main one is... Um, Truck Fest Scotland's now been moved to the second weekend in October, which um, mm, seemed to create a bit chilly. Well, you want to see the weather here this weekend? It's been like dull and about ten degrees and misty and rainy, and there was it seemed to be bizarrely controversial on the old Facebook with people saying, oh, "How can you do this? How is Scotland having to move its date, move its date?" And I'm like, "Have you seen the views of the Scottish government on coronavirus? We're still in full on." lockdown pretty much here you're not allowed five miles from your house everything's still shut and we still don't i mean by the time this podcast comes out they'll have had to move on it a bit but there is no chance 
that you're going to have a big gathering like a truck show on the 1st of August. So no. The thing is, moving it, it is a shame because, as we all know, the weather at Truckfest Scotland is always hot and sunny and wonderful. So, <laughs> I'm a bit... I, I'm quite um, easy about it. I don't see what else they could have done. The weather in the middle of October, it could be pleasant, it could be nice and warm, or it could be cold and terrible, yeah. but you can say that for the first weekend in August as well. There's been a, quite a few Truckfest Scotlands that have been a washout, so... At least no, it's on. And the week before that, we've got Convoy um, Wales um, at Pembrey with the truck racing events. And that's probably now building up to being a much bigger event than it would have been due to the lack of stuff in the, the run up to it. So, got to hope for the old climate change to kick in and we'll have a really mild and wonderful October. <laughs> oh, having a new development result, I have decided, well, in lieu of being able to go anywhere and do things, um, I finally got around to making a couple of YouTube videos of me changing an engine on the driveway. So I am now also an influencer. Oh, hello. I'm a YouTuber. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah. I just decided to, um, I thought I would go and um, record me taking the engine and out of this car. And it seemed to be quite, people seemed to be quite interested and found it quite popular. I'd be a bit wary about. Um, well, I wouldn't do it for truck and driver, mainly because I'm not driving any trucks or anything at the moment, but I thought I'll just have a play about with it, because that was my what I used to do before I was in, uh, before I moved into trucks, it was Vauxhall cars, and uh, I quite enjoyed that, making all my little video clips, and people seemed to quite enjoy watching it as well, curiously enough, watching a man messing about on the driveway, so I'm going to go and do some more of that, that's my plan for Sunday afternoon, I'm going back down to my workshop, and I am going to... Have a look at my uh, what's down there and shift some stuff about. Start making videos on it, and if I keep getting better at it, I'm hoping that I'll be at the point when I get that daft that I can do a video on it. But I want it to be. I don't want to do. Oh, look at me! I'm delivering a trailer full of toilet paper from point A to point B. It needs to be. How do we make it somehow exciting? I've also got an update on these new Volvos that are in the country. Um, mm. As we know, Volvo brought in one model of each. I think they've got an FM, FH. FMX, FH16, they brought them into the country and then were promptly unable to do anything with them because they couldn't get an IVA for their new trucks. Because ob- right. obviously that's too, you know, that's impossible with the risk of coronavirus, apparently. <laughs> but Volvo then, they managed to like um, bend somebody's ear at the DVSA and like make the sort of point that oh, why couldn't they have one? And they've managed to get IVAs for their new trucks. So they're now working out. Um, how to let let people see them in the press and things, and I think they're doing uh, very small groups. I have been invited to go and see the new Volvos the first week in July, which is just after I've had to apparently self isolate for two weeks. So that'll be that'll be um, really good to get a good a good looking looking about them. I'm quite excited to see the changes right. in the interior because I think we maybe mentioned it before. I mean, I love the way that the Volvo is laid out inside. Everything works superbly. It's a little bit more complicated yeah. than some other trucks once you get used to it. But it's not a particularly nice thing to look at. It's all about neo-cubist sort of Pablo Picasso type stuff, you know. I've not driven a Volvo since we had an F10, so that tells you my experience of Volvo. Mm, so. I think you would you might find out if you had one of the verse and fours and things, some of the bits of trim are surprisingly flimsy in them. But once mm. you get it up and running and out in the road, you know it's the same. It's you know it's it's a Swedish truck because it just works. None of it works against you. It's a you know, it's a very satisfying, um, well mm. set, well set up truck to drive. 
So they seem to eat clutches, don't they? Do they? FHs. Yeah, it's always like clutches going in at four hundred thousand. Is that? I mean, I know, I know people that have got trucks that have had three clutches in, and we haven't had one in yet. Scania's like a clutch. Some of certain models have yet, but it tends not to be the clutch. It tends to be um, the thrust bearing. Because people never mm. take automatic trucks out of gear when you're sitting in traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is one yeah. of the big things which people should realise to do. I mean, I t- yeah. <laughs> there was a screenshot of this. I was going to send you this this morning. It was a screenshot from my favourite negative Facebook page. Somebody had posted up uh, <laughs> looking for drivers, which is obviously a positive thing given that we've got a massive recession on. Companies looking for drivers. There will be a lot of guys out of work. And it said on it, you know, uh, we would like to. You'd like you to do a driving assessment, which I mean, do you think that's unreasonable for a, f- a, a, a fleet of trucks to ask somebody to do a simple assessment before you let them loosen a hundred thousand mm, pounds off the truck? A job as a driver, and we'd like to see if you can drive. Let me think about that for a minute. Ooh, I think that's well, particularly unpleasant. Well, mm. You know, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem unreasonable to me. I mean, so let me guess. Uh, it has been a shitstorm, has there? Uh, like usual. Wh- why? The letter Y. Have a driving assessment when you can already drive a truck. What a load of bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) Because you drove a truck in 1994 for 40 minutes and you're convinced and examined that you were fit to get let loose. There you go. Here's a Scania S500. See ya. Somebody else else is going, try paying a decent rate. You'd get more interested. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously I could drive better because I'm getting more Plus, money. I'm, I'm still blind in one eye and I've not told anybody. Yeah. And I've I got mean, one leg shorter than the other. But pay me a bit more, my leg will grow, my eye will come the back. The thing is, we're driving us. I mean, every, everybody that listens to this podcast is obviously enlightened. We all know our stuff, don't we? But you can get into trucks if you're ever double manned on that. You'll see, or you get into a truck and it's got a driver's score. It's like a daft. I mean, even if you drive a daft semi normally, you'll get about 60% score on it. And you get in it and it's got like 15% driver score and you get guys who will never ever use the engine brake or retarder, they will never use cruise control because something bizarre like they don't trust it, you know? And it's things like they'll pull up to a traffic light and leave the thing sitting in gear for three minutes and stuff. So that's why you need kind of like a sort of basic driving assessment and things. I remember I did one and the guy told me to back it into a space and I looked at it and I was like and I, I wasn't as experienced as I was now, I can remember about a year's experience, and I had a go at trying to back it, and I had two attempts at it, and I got out and walked to the back of the truck and had a look, and he went, right, that's you, you're done, you're fine, and I says, what, what's wrong? And he said, no, all I wanted to know was that you would get out of that truck and walk to the back of it to see, I don't expect you to put it into that space. Um, but that's a sensible thing to do. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think driver assessments are perfectly reasonable. I remember speaking to um, one of the big um, fleet guys, who's got about 300 trucks, and he said the difference in fuel economy between his best and worst drivers could be up to four miles to the gallon. So you can imagine that <laughs> the fuel savings. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. I'll need to go back and re- have another look at that post later on and see what other what other stuff yeah. is coming up in that as well. What other comedy gems? i tell you what I've noticed as well. There's been people, like, there's been drivers grassing on other drivers. Well, say grassing, there's been people like complaining about drivers getting out at the motorway services and just going for a pee at the side of the lorry instead of walking 100 yards to, to the loo. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that a lot, an awful lot in Killington Lake where you see a lot of changeovers happening, you know, you get out and just pee at the side of the truck. And um, I don't know, do you think that's maybe sort of like 
things are changing a bit? Do you think people are trying to be a bit more... Or do you think it will just, you know, it's always going to stink? Nobody's ever going to get any better? No, it's, it's always going to be hanging, I think. It's the middle of the night swollen prostate brigade that do most of it, though, isn't it? I think that's the problem. They don't get dressed and go and toddle on, you know, they'll just pop him out, I think. That's what's going on. But Wednesday morning when we got up in um, Les Mago, matey boy that was next to us the night before, I had a good empty out just by my near side step when I woke up, which was nice. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on flip flops, fortunately. So uh, you're just born idle. It's just how it is. Yeah, Unless you camera it up, they're not going to stop doing it, are they? So. It's, uh, it is like self-defeating, uh, you know. But yeah. it's like, how do you break that kind of cycle to say go to the toilet? The thing that always amazed me was when caravan season comes in, and you go into um, Cairn Lodge services or something. I remember sitting in there on my eight wheeler one day. I mean, it stinks. Like, on a hot day, you can see the waves of pishy stink mm-hmm. coming up through the tarmac. And here's old, here's old Walter and Doris pulled up with the Volvo estate, out with the caravan, out with the steps, sitting having a... <laughs> aside from the fact they're sitting in a bay that's designated for a truck, they're sitting there having a cup of tea, and I'm like, can you not smell this? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely honking a piss here. And they don't seem to be bothered. I tell you, leading on to another thing, did, have we mentioned caravans before? Um, I don't know if we have them. Possibly, or, but, but go for it. I'm, there's a, I'm, I'm twi- devil's advocate here. Do you do, do, you do Twitter? No. no. No, I'm not going back in it. Anyway, on Twitter, somebody put a video up of it was showing weight distribution on a trailer that had a car, a little model car with a trailer sitting on a tread, like a treadmill that you would run on. Yeah. And he was moving weights from one side of the trailer from front to back and things, and then he was flicking it. And if it, the weight was correctly laid out and positioned then the trailer would return to sitting stable behind the car and of course if it was too far mm-hmm. at the back then it starts pendulum and whipping back and forth and I'd shared yeah. it on Trucking Driver and we got like about 100 retweets off it because we'd said apparently I'd read uh, from a couple of places uh, that there's a huge demand for caravans this summer because obviously nobody knows we're not going to be necessarily going to be on holiday nobody knows so people now want caravans the concern with that is if you passed your test after the 1st of January 1997, you don't even have a license to tow a caravan, which is besides the point, it's not something that you should just be doing, like hooking in, getting a tow bar in your car, hooking one in and away you go. There's quite a bit that you need to know about them. Uh, so I've, mm. I have concerns that the M5 is going to look like, is going to have many, many things. T- <laughs> yeah, it's going to look like Saturday afternoon at, at Truckstar Assen. <laughs> uh, they're going to be, uh, so much stuff's going to end, end upside down. And I, you know, I actually, kinda, I want to kind of like shout about that, you know, it, well, it's not my job to be shouting about it. It should be like caravan club things saying, you know, you can't mm. do this unless you've got the license. And even if you have got the license, there are a fair amount of things you need to know about it because I owned a caravan oh. for a year in 2016. I bought it and then sold it again because I thought I was going to move to Canada to go trucking at the time and yeah towing that I mean towing a caravan is you don't realise how much it can affect you when like a lorry goes steaming past you you know and then you get caught in like the slipstream of it or like when the high winds catch it and I think there should definitely be some a bit of a bit of sort of warning for people to say before you go and do this it's not it's just not as easy as what you think it is. And you've got you've got a caravan, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you've got a big twin axle job. Yeah, we drag it. Well, usually we drag it all over at sixty. 
so there's no wagons going past us slipstreaming. That's the other thing. You've got a lovely stable two-axle thing, and you've got a big... What do you tote with a pickup? Yeah, D-Max. And that's the thing. you got, like, a big single-axle thing, and somebody's trying to tow it with a, with a cash car or something, you know? Mm. We're about five and a half tonne all up. Right? Oh. Um, yeah, that won't, be about, going, that won't be going anywhere too much, you know? It's just... About 40, 40 foot long, 42 uh, foot long, front to back, so it's a fair old lump. I think it's well, it's yeah. stable as. Uh, if you load it right, it'll follow you. Uh, you're always better off as well. And slow, you're better off mm. having that, like, sitting about sort of like 55, 60 anyway, because it means that you're not getting overtaken by trucks all day. You know, that's... Right. You know, I would get, make that make that point as well. You know, you're dry if you're scared of being on the motorway and being near lorries. If you sit at sixty odds, then it's much less scary than sitting at fifty, so they don't go tanking past you all day. Yeah, if you're scared of being on motorway and scared of lorries, you need to give your head a shake, buy a tent, and put it on a roof rack, don't you? And not be dragging wobble boxes up and down because you're going to end up upside down. How have the roads been it, this week as the country gradually gets back to working full, things? Full of dickheads, I'm afraid. The middle finger brigade are back in force. You can't do it right. I'm always at wrong place on a roundabout. I'm always going too slow. I'm always over to... Oh, the shit we've had this week is epic. Uh, there might be a weekly dash cam upload before long. Oh, you should. It's a kamikaze crew. Well, it's... I haven't, got, I haven't got enough life in me to be bo- to bother, but oh, you could be, you could retransfer me. I'm like, remember, remember that I am now a YouTuber and an influencer. My YouTube channel is 49 subscribers. Um, Get on. Yes, I could go and edit it together. Chris's um, dash cam antics. Now, what was it like up in Scotland? Because I've I've been driving East Kilbride um, every morning in the car, and it's very much it's still much quieter than normal. Yeah, I came through um, Castle Carey the other morning expecting the usual nightmare for an hour, it's, but it's a lot, woo, straight through. It's a lot quieter mm. up in Scotland still, you know. Things yeah, are it's marvellous. Things are shut down more, but obviously she's Miss Sturgeon's going to have to go and move on this and get stuff opened up quite soon. But I've noticed there is still like a set, there's a, like a percentage of people who are driving like really fast just because they can, mm. and Aye. it's it's you know. If if they wanted to stick a camera van in certain points, it always seems weird where they actually put camera vans because I could. There's like plenty of spots where it's like actually dodgy and people speed, but they don't put them there. They only put them where they they know that people will be exceeding the yeah. exceeding the limit uh, at a safe spot. It's weird. Oh, they don't do safety cameras around here. They do revenue cameras around mm. here because uh, you know we have a van at the end of the village. And he's trapping you coming out of the village out of a 30 up to a 50 out into open countryside on top of Pennine. So he's not about safety because he'd be facing other way for people coming down mm-hmm. at national speed limit bit into the village, wouldn't he? But no, he gets you going out, which is nice. Do you, uh, do there's a lot of quarry. Mm. There's a lot of quarry wa- uh, wagons run down that hill. And I'm uh, I'm waiting for the day when there's hot breaks and it all goes terribly wrong in that lay-by. And then he'll uh, probably spill his tea, won't he? <laughs> Apparently they're all private contractors running these camera vans. Really? Oh, I'll have to look that up. Ah, I poli- that police aren't using um, aren't using their own men. Are they not? Hmm. They're using no, they're using contractors. That's why it's uh, what was it say on van? It doesn't say police anything. It says West Yorkshire Safety Camera. Some of the safety camera partnership. Patch. I they've always said, said that on them. Something like that. Oh, you can be a subby now. You can uh, you can set yourself up as a there's a snide in a van. Can you? Oh, yeah. I have to go and, go and uh, check that out. Aye. 
Um, oh. my, uh. If you can, I'm having one. <laughs> Definitely, phone's going. I'm having a van. End of. I'm sitting there with a flask. Oh. And, uh, I have to check that out. I'm no on, trousers on. I'm deadline next week. I'll have to go and think of some more trucks to go and get photographed for the magazine. Mm. Which is nice. Now we're back into. Now we're back into doing, doing that again. Oh, I was busy because well, because I'd done nothing the week before and stared at the walls in a state of despair, <laughs> mm. not getting anything done. I was busy. I've written a lot of stuff in the last issue, a bit more than sort of uh, normal. You know, I've saved a bit in budget this month. Um, obviously, the figures for the, everything went through the floor in April. So you know, I've, I've done my I've done my bit without compromising on the quality. You know, I'm actually I'm quite proud of how the um, Issues came out. Trucking driver is outperforming the entire sector, so I've got to say thanks to the readers, because we were expecting something catastrophic um, in terms of sales figures when mm. it all kicked in. But we did all right. The the issue with Peter Gammy's Foden and um, Phil Ryan Scania on the cover with the poster, and it actually did. Aye. Actually, did um, very it did very well, which is. That's the last one I saw. I know. Yeah. What I want to know also. Dear listeners, if you're subscribed to Trucking Driver, I would like to know, please do get in touch. When are you receiving your magazine? Are you getting it before it goes on sale on the Friday? Is it coming a couple of days later? Are you just not getting it? What's happening? Because I've had a few people get in touch over the last couple of issues saying, where's my magazine? I've not got it. Um, And I'd just like to get a bit of a... I'd like to know a bit about that so I can go to the subscription company and explain what's going on. Because uh, obviously that's not good. If you subscribe to them, the subscribers are the most valuable readers of all. And, you know, th- you should expect to get your magazine before it's on sale in the shops. Mm. Right. I've still not had it, incidentally, since we spoke on Wednesday and mm. Stephen oh, Fern's not had it either. Did you phone, right. that, phone that number as well? Because I want to hear what happens when you do. Um, answer phone. It's an answer phone, is it? On Friday, it was just answer phone, yeah. They'll be hiding behind the settee somewhere, won't they? Yeah, because I do. Because people do. People do get in touch via the Facebook page and say, "Where is it?" And this, well, that wasn't happening until the coronavirus stuff kicked in. But I know for a fact the posts, the postal service is working a treat. I'm posting. Uh-huh. I've got the June issue with a poster in it on eBay uh, because I knew a lot of people would want it and wouldn't be able to get <clears> hold of it. So I put it on there, and mm. most, I've sold about twelve copies so far, and they're still going quite steadily. So I'm thinking also about doing a back issue service with the stuff that's in the yeah. office, but that enti- that requires me. In fact, I should be able to find out if we, we should have boxes of magazines sitting in the office because there's a quantity goes there every month and maybe try and get them sent up to me and we'll just see if we can accommodate a, accommodate a bit of that. Well, they've certainly got them into uh, Koenig Half Truck Stop at B-Dale, you know, Leeming Bar, mm-hmm. so I went to the other day and I had, I had a quick glance at that one that I haven't got. And they, they must have a hundred in there. They've about four... Uh, sections of magazine rack full right in front of tills as well. So. Mm. Are you do, do you want to do it? Are you doing us a bit for the next issue? Ooh, yeah, I can do. Um, what happened to all that ice? I've echoed nonsense. Did you bend that? Because I don't like them. No, it's in that, that, no, no, it's in that issue. It's part of it. It's on the. It's got. Um, oh. Yeah, your, your text about the Iveco is in there um, as part of the feature. Oh, in another bit. Well, it's just at the end of the feature. It's got what I was up to with it, and oh, then it's got great. the bit saying Chris's verdict on it as well. Iveco were really yeah, with ten minutes. Mm. You know, with ten minutes in queue at Leeming Bar, waiting to pay for coffee and whatever. And I just had a quick flick through that one. I saw sort of you know Lucy polishing roofs and stuff. I thought, yeah. uh, no, it's part of the it's part of the main Stralis feature. See. I'd have one mm. if it were free. Tell them. <laughs> 
Well, send no. it on if you want. If you want rid of it, send it on. I'll have it for note. I shall uh, rattle you some of them. When do you want it for? Uh, um, I'm on deadline uh, next Friday, so just whenever. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to be um, a lot of stuff. I've got a couple of pages left in Team Truck Grand. and Driver. I've got a no Swedish. Worries. I've got a Swedish um, diary from Russell. Um, I was excited then when you were pausing on Swedish. I thought, where's this going? Yeah, hot Swedish, <laughs> hot Swedish action. I. And, and, and then you put Russ Oliver's name on it and they all went wrong. <laughs> How's, uh, how, what's the plans for next week then? The same as Miserable last week. And uh, finding some pullers to pull my knackered steering wheel off in a safe and uh, non-bendy kind of a way so I can get it recovered for later and then hopefully whack that new that one bad off. to come off? There. I suppose you've got an aftermarket one. I remember taking the steering wheel off my old one before and it just it came off without too much of a fight. The original Ford one when it was knackered and I got this one about 10 years ago yeah. from Italy getting the original one off was a full weight nightmare because hmm. it, it wouldn't come and there was nowhere to get pullers to um, until you got the right puller from DAF and then you it, it screwed into the centre under that cover and get it pulled a off of, in it. Get a couple of assistants and get your knees up behind it and then people like holding on to it, you know, giving you some opposite direction and then bang, with like a half-inch yeah. socket on the thing. And remember to leave the nut on a few threads for when it goes. <laughs> it, yeah, puts all your teeth into the back wall. That has, that has genuinely happened to people, uh, taking steel oh, wheels off. I believe it. <laughs> Be picking teeth, you know, like when you break a windscreen and you have a new windscreen and then you uh, hoover it all out and there's no glass anywhere. But for the next four years, every yeah, time you take a cap, it up, you find glass. It's yeah. like that with teeth. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I smashed the, hmm. the the hockey stick window, the near side on my my Alpha eight wheeler, coming out oh. the roadworks on the M8, and they'd left this like rusty metal frame for a sign. And it clipped the bottom of my mirror because I was watching to get out this short slip road. And it folded the mirror in and smashed the window and showered me in glass and like cut my face and everything. And yet the glass in that is, I mean, that's it, it's there forever. You were picking it out months and Aye. months later. Horrible. Yeah, we did hockey stick up driver's side. I was driving up past Benton Brothers at Immingham one afternoon and boom, it came in. I did a little wee that afternoon. I don't mind well, admitting that. Yeah. That was really. Horrible, because I remember I had to phone up and say, you know, this has happened, and they were like, right, right, okay, bring it in. And, you know, I actually went, I think it was a horrible experience, that, because with the bang mm. that it went, and it covered us, and it was like, it was down my shirt and everything. And I think I just went home and pretty much went to bed that night, and I was like, that was... Have oh. <laughs> a little, little lie down. Aye, and the hoo- <laughs> trying to get the hoover down, you know, you'd be taking out the plastic, mm. the, the vent covers at the top of the dash, taking it out, and there'd be glass down there, and... When you went round a mm. corner reasonably quickly, you'd hear it all rolling to one side of the cab and then the other. Mm. Oh, thank I don't know what smashed that one. It, it just came in. I don't know if something just clipped, you know, shot up, clip mirror, and deflected straight through window or what, but there was no damage to mirror. Mirror didn't move. Mm. That window just exploded, and it was absolutely pissing down. And it was one of those days, you know, and um, I thought, I'm not going to get one of these. I'm on a Friday afternoon, but uh, Cab Glass, team called Cab Glass, mm-hmm. rather imaginatively named at Barnsley. They can get you anything, anytime. None of this when you bring up your windscreen insurer and you go, I need a windscreen. Oh, we can't come till Thursday. Well, mm-hmm. I'm at Sidet Road in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't do roadside windscreens. You have to be recovered. Mm-hmm. You what? Well, have you ever had a windscreen? You have to be recovered. You put a windscreen in the Foden before? Um, five, five of it years. Who could say five windscreens? <laughs> Bloody hell! 
As it just, it's like a greenhouse. Yeah, I'm growing yeah. things. No, a, it, no, I've a, had five of it years because usually for MOT you've got a massive chip or a bullseye yeah. somewhere that's just inside rake. So then that's why you have your insurance in it. Yeah. Seventy-five quid excess remember, or whatever, and out they come. Yeah, I remember getting one on um, that the old Alpha as well. And you, it's amazing when you get a new windscreen, you you, you don't realise how bad the old one is, like no. how badly. How, how bad it is and then you, you're like putting your, putting your hand out into like to see because it feels like there's no windscreen in it right <laughs> the last one we got a private firm to come and do I paid for it it was 195 quid fitted and it was fitted right and how to seal was put back in right the time before that was an insurance one and that was crap it was absolutely rubbish and it leaked it was leaking down into passenger footwell and it was getting in through where they bonded it and put that a decorative rubber seal back around outside it was just pissing in through the bottom corner of there so when um, cab glass came out to change that when he took you know cut all mastic out got it all out and he says see where it's getting in here chap look it's been pooling and it had rusted mm. so i had to put a tiny little piece welded in there and tidied up and then oh. put back in because yeah. some guy had slapped a windscreen in thinking about his fish fingers and his you know and his uh, home time i think so. no these private lads mm. although it's uh, three times as expensive as having it off your insurance, I'll grant you, but it was a proper job. And he uh, made a, de- a big deal about getting the proper green tint glass as well, because mm. when you've had um, tinting all the time and they put a clear in, it's yeah. weird. It doesn't look tinted, does it, at all, but it, it, it's massively tinted compared to clear glass. It looked a real bloody oddball and you're sitting in there like being uh, mm. interrogated when sun were out. You know, MI5 shining the mm. torch in your eyes before they start mm. touching you with the... Uh, that's a good point. No, it's, uh, I, don't, I, I take it mine must have a tinted windscreen in it. Mine's quite high spec. I, I took that wing off it to go and paint it when the weather was like scorching hot and now it's been like cold and wet and windy and rainy ever since then, so I've not got it painted yet. So. Mm. No rush. I had a look yesterday. You know, you said those fixings underneath. I had a yes. look yesterday when Cabarova and I were doing oil and filter mm-hmm. and I thought, I'm leaving that alone. It can stay where it is. I can just see a lot of snapping and swearing going on there. Uh, I'll well, have to get that. Sorted. I pulled a right. I pulled a genius stroke yesterday when I'd done oil and filter and uh, and such. I put cab down with an empty twenty liter oil drum mm. under cab. Right. <laughs> I'm st- I'm standing on rocker top front near side. You know, it funnel, bang. I put about twenty five liters in through top and then I drop cab and then just you know top it up slowly with a, a jug so we get up to thirty seven liters. Anyway. For whatever reason, instead of dropping empty twenty on floor, I put it down on chassis mm-hmm. between engine and offside wheel uh-huh. got talking to somebody got down started buggering about winding up um filter wrenches and this and that and i just put cab down and it made a funny noise it went <laughs> it, it, it was sitting funny i thought oh, what's going on here jacked it back up i'd left empty oil drum underneath on chassis and it's a bent it over chassis and where main cab rail structure is you know that was under uh-huh. your seat it, it had crushed this can into a perfect h <laughs> Brilliant! It, it stoved it in at top and stoved it in at bottom, but it had not knackered anything. It had just bent round chassis and bent round cab. I thought, well, how can, lucky! Can, how lucky are you? Can you imagine what had happened if that was full? <laughs> oh Christ! Can Bill you? Like the, Bill at like the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> oh man, I'd have been in bother. I really looked. I were in tractor shed at Fent Place where we parked. Oh, tractor boys had gone off their nut on uh, on Monday morning when they came in and found all their uh, absorbent stuff thrown about like a mad cat tray. Aye, it was a it was a good day yesterday. Everybody else cleared off about half twelve, so I rested afternoon on my own in yard. I like it like that. So it was baking hot, absolutely mm-hmm. baking hot. The top of my head looks like a bloody tomato. As you can probably see. Really? 
you had sun yesterday. It was, it was, it was foggier than oh. hell yesterday morning. Foggy, rainy, like 25 day. yards. And then about 11 o'clock yesterday, I had to dash up to Wakefield to get an air filter. Mm-hmm. And on the way back from Wakefield, hallelujah. Oh, it came baking hot. Got back to Barnsley. Absolutely baking. So that's oh. why I got into high style well, and you. polish and the rest of it for afternoon. She looked terrible last week, you know, and it rained. Sort of. I got up to Scotland, ironically. Um, where the hell did I go? Livingston. Kakodi. Tip Kakodi, reloaded Livingston, got back down, all the way back down. Not a speck of rain anywhere, which is a shocker. And then the morning after, I got out of bed. Bosh. It's like Armageddon. We've had three days rain down here that must have put ten feet in reservoirs. Absolutely tanked it down. It's been awful. But anyway, she's clean, so I'm coming back up. Um, I've got a Skipton to do it morning with the Leeds Waste Reload, which is never fun, but anyway. And then I'm uh, heading north, I think. It's a Cumbernauld, I'm not sure. But... Aye, I'll have to go and uh, have a think. I'll, I'll, take that. I'll have to go and remember and bring the, ca- bring the camera, see if I can get it on the, get it on the way past, because I'm not that far for the 74, really. I'll get my hair done, shall I? Indeed. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I've just got my shotgun certificate sitting here. Look, okay. Look at that. Can you see that? Uh, right, that that looks like something off a crime watch. I was going to say, have you ever seen anything that, that looks more like that, a lap? Hold that back up again. Uh, no, right, like a Latvian hitman. Right, isn't that, that, isn't that delightful? It is, I've just screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had my renewal letter for shotgun certificate and I've just uh, had, to, had a mad panic looking for my shotgun certificate and uh, turned everywhere upside down, found it. I don't know if you can see detail on that, but my left eyebrow's stirred and I've about 12 stitches on that no, it's not. You can't see it enough on that, mm. but it still looks... Um... Mm. So five years ago, I'd just opened my face up on whole docks on, uh, at Christmas. And how and, uh, did you manage that? Trailer roof support kicked back out and smacked me right in the socket. Oh, so, I was moaning I about them with that stralis. They're one of those da- vicious, dangerous things ever. One of the trailers I had, I had to keep getting people with forklifts to go and push the bloody thing back back onto the trailer. Eh? I hate them. I, I strained my back the last time uh, that I was out with that stralis. Ah, these Corona trailers seem to have it in for me. I don't know if uh, I might have upset somebody at Corona over years. I don't know. But anyway, it. Uh, it went in, it was all in, and I was just sort of turning around, and it flicked out, and it just cabbaged me. I ended up on my ass in UPM paper at Old Docks, and then I woke up in uh, in casualty with a couple of rather attractive ladies poking about in my eye socket. Wait, hey. said, I had to have eight stitches internally, and then, like, pulled skin over, and sti- and it was literally millimetres out of taking my eye out, and she says, can you get somebody to fetch you? I says, um, I've got an Arctic on old docks. It's got to get back over. Says, oh, you can't drive it. You, you might be concussed. I said, well, it's not going to bloody drive itself, is it? Mm-hmm. So in end, I had to sign a disclaimer. You know, they were all right to let me go out and pass out on motorway as long as I'd find someone to say yeah, it's not hey, their fault. That's all right. Can yeah. I be a good disclaimer? That's but funny. in real world, you know, these people, in ideal world, you know, somebody will come out and fetch your truck for you. Yes, love, they will. Yeah, they mm-hmm. will. In real world, they won't, will they? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I've got my renewal to do, so I don't know how shotgun certificate renewal boys are going to deal with this uh, mask wearing, hiding behind the settee business. Because obviously, he comes and has a cup of tea and a biscuit in your kitchen and asks you if you've had any murderous urges or um, things of that nature. So I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I do like a renewal. Good stuff. 
What's like in my closet as well? Mm. <clears throat> uh, mm. Speaking of renewals, and my driver CPC is out in September, and I don't. I think I must have seven hours still to do. Do they just send you the card mm. automatically once you've done thirty-five hours? Yeah. I have to look up yeah. that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go and do another seven hours of training somehow. Mm. Not to worry. They've been doing online, haven't they? RHA and stuff. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, I can do it, do it online. Like this stuff. on Zoom, we look at each other. You know, see. Plainly, it's me, not some other bloke who was good at this sort of stuff doing it for me instead. Hold it back a bit. I might be able to go out and do something something else. We'll have to see. Any so threats of MOTs? Have you heard anything in your capacity no, as editor of any uh, threats of any potential MOTs starting again? I've heard nothing about MOTs. I was just cycling through the motor transport news there. Nothing about MOTs at all. You know, ridiculous, really. Mm. Um, as soon as we find out, as soon as we find well, out, we'll be shouting about it. It's kind of edging your bets now. I'm fitting all this stuff, you know. Every six weeks, you know, there's something that let it develop or mm-hmm. keep it, you know, keep it under observation. But as it as it comes up, I'm I'm changing things. I'm fitting things because I'm sure mm-hmm. that we're just going to get it dropped on our toes at short notice. Like boom, that's it. Mot, go go go. And then you know, people have, if they've taken their mind off it and thought sod it, it's going to be six months mm-hmm. or maybe next year. There might be a lot of expense suddenly. Mm-hmm. Ah, exactly. Especially now diesel's going up again, so we won't have uh, any money I noticed that the, the petrol at the pumps had gone up a penny a litre anyway, so... Well, my uh, my card with our customer, if I choose to use it, has jumped up to just shy of 91 pence a litre from 82, so it's uh, mm. it's going. Obviously, I'm keen to watch and see if the fuel's, fuel escalator surcharge goes back on rates as well. But, mm, bloody hope so. Uh, Absolutely. Anyway, right, let's wrap this up for this episode. Uh, thanks very much. I will catch up with you next week. Well, give me a shout if you're out and you're going up somewhere near Cumbernauld. We'll see if I can get that camera on. Yeah, it's Cumbernauld. Cumbernauld. Tuesday morning I'll be in Cumbernauld. I'll be in probably Les Mago. Maybe I'll, I'll go back to Lockerbie now that we're opened again. I don't know. Ah, Either good, way. Right. Right. Sound. All right, cool. Uh, I shall let you crack on. Catch you later. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.